When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, man, Dev. Oh, man. <laughs> what a night. What a night. Welcome to the Winner's Lounge, baby. We're back. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Winner's Lounge. Let's go, let's, let's go. Do let's do it. What's going on, guys? We are presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Holy shit, man. We got a lot to get into tonight. First of all, the Nuggets beat the Rockets 116 to 101. They put that loss to the Thunder deep in the rearview mirror. It's gone. We never have to think about it again. <laughs> Will Barton becomes Nuggets' all-time three-point leader. DeMarcus Cousins goes for 31-9. Wow. We enjoyed that one, didn't we? That was a good one. Like, that was, like, fun to watch. Like, for Nikola Jokic to, like, not play in the game, he was like, hey, what is going to happen? Who is the person that's going to step up? Yes. Boogie Cousins gets the start, um, his first start of the season, and he goes bonkers. I was shocked. I had to look at the date again. I'm like, hey, <laughs> how is DeMarcus Cousins going to go for 30 points um, in 2022, but he got it done. It was crazy. He was dominant. We'll certainly get into his night, of course, and uh, Will Barton finally getting the record as well. First of all, we got to do the quick 60-second recap, though. We got to do it. Here we go. That is not my face. That, am I, <laughs> that is Adam Morris's face. <laughs> but this game started with DeMarcus Cousins kind of dominating. DeMarcus Cousins, he had 10 early points in the first quarter. Of course, he started at center for Nikola Jokic tonight, who was out with a non-COVID illness, and he was great early on. Other than him, really no starters could get going. Jeff Green had some moments. Aaron Gordon had some moments. But really, it was DeMarcus Cousins early in this game with 10 early points. I thought Faku had a nice impact when he came into the game in the second quarter with the bench. We were wondering in the pregame if Michael Malone was going to go to a 10 or a 9-man rotation. He goes to 10 and gets Faku in there. I thought he played well. Uh, he got into it with Eric Gordon, which, which seemed to get this Nuggets team going. And I thought he made a good impact. And, you know, again, it was DeMarcus Cousins in the second quarter. Um, he was great. He really carried the starters. Monte Morris and Will Barton, zero combined points in the first half. So, again, it was DeMarcus Cousins and then... A pivotal moment. He picked up his fourth foul on an illegal screen call. It was a good call early in the third quarter, but then he finally started getting some help. Will Barton eventually hit those back-to-back -back threes, the first one to tie, the second one to give him the record, and then the role players started filling out you know, the edges, and Cousins kept dominating, and the Nuggets all of a sudden ended up with a 15-point win. It was definitely a feel-good win after that game two nights ago against the Thunder. What did you just think of Boogie's night? Because he was really the story here. The last time he had 31 points, I think you got to go back to his New Orleans days. It was a long time ago since he's been able to do this, but I mean, he was dominant tonight, right? Yeah, that's a guy that truly does believe in himself. Um, you know, M Michael Malone believes in him. Um, he has a monster game, and that's why he's the DraftKings, um, you know, King of the game. Yeah, the DraftKings Sportsbook King of the game. 31 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Like, that was vintage uh, DeMarcus Cousins. And that's a guy that came into the season just looking so out of shape. Yeah. Out, just out of it. Um, he, you know, I felt like he was wrongly done with the, the Milwaukee Bucks. They really could have used him. And, I mean, it was it was a godsend for the Nuggets because yeah. he's he's honestly been, you know, one of their top players um, since he's been acquired or how, how he's come to the team. 
Um, they they ran the offense through him. He did not force much. Um, he's you know getting himself together as far as not picking up um, you know technical fouls. He's playing within the flow of the offense, and he's mm -hmm. a fit. He's a Denver Nuggets fit. Um, it was just a, it was a match made in heaven for him to land. Absolutely, man. I tweeted this out during the game, and I obviously believe this even more after watching this game and what Boogie Cousins did tonight. Since DeMarcus Cousins signed in Denver, I think he's been the Nuggets' second most important player. I really do. Maybe not their second best player, but definitely their second most important player. I mean, first of all, he's the reason why the bench is playable. No, not even talking about tonight because he started, but going back his first whatever 10 plus 15 games with the Nuggets, he is the number one reason why the bench has been playable, and that was by far and away the Nuggets' biggest problem over the first half of the season. The bench was awful. With Boogie Cousins, it was fine. You know, you could trust that bench. So he cleaned up the Nuggets' biggest weakness by himself, I thought. Of course, other guys on the bench started playing better. Bryn Forbes to Michael Green, but he was the reason because of that. And just tonight, you saw it again. I mean, this guy just produces. He produces every time he gets out there. Michael Malone's talked about his per 36 numbers are off the charts. And like you saw that come to life tonight. Plays the most minutes that he's played with the Nuggets. 24 goes for 31, 9 and 4 on efficient numbers too. 10 of 14 from the field. 3 of 4 from 3. Got to the line 9 times. How many times has Nikola Jokic gotten to the line 9 times this year? <laughs> Can somebody look that up for me in the chat? Yeah. I can't imagine it's like that many. It's it, he's a game changer. Yeah, it just does not happen, you know. And that just goes to talk about the type of physicality. But also, he could space the floor. Uh, three or four from beyond the arc gets to the free uh, free throw line, um, facilitates. He gives you a little bit of everything while also being that um, dominant big man down low. That's a traditional big. Um, guys are afraid to just go at him. Um, this was a game where it was it was pretty much like not a good matchup for him to go against, you know, a Christian Wood and he, and he responds. Um, Christian Wood had a good game, but also Boogie outplayed him in this game um, and led his team to victory. There was a point in this game where Boogie Cousins goes into foul trouble. Yeah. And, and you're looking up, you're like, oh, man, what are they going to do without Boogie? And and that's the type of impact that Nikola Jokic has. Yeah. That that's the type of impact when when one guy comes out and you don't expect it to be a guy that they just got off of you know the couch. Right. You know essentially. So what a, what a monster game. What a, what an experience. What a story for him that you just have to believe in and, and root for. It's really an incredible story. I'm glad you said that because I love a story. I'm a sucker for a story. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. That's the journalism background in me coming out. I love a good story. And this is an awesome story, man. Like Boogie Cousins reuniting with Michael Malone, first of all. The only coach that he's ever liked, I think. And him getting to Denver with Malone and being such an important player and just having this resurgence. It's, it's awesome, man. I mean, this is what sports is about. It's about stories like this. And now DeMarcus Cousins at this point in his career... He's kind of an underdog. He's joined another team full of underdogs. So he's a great fit. I'm happy for him. It's a great story. And I've got to think he's making himself a lot of money off of this too. <laughs> and he might be, this might be some bad news to bring up, but he might be pricing himself out of the Nuggets, re-signing him next year. <laughs> but I think overall I'm just happy for him because you could really feel that his career was hanging in the balance. These last couple seasons, bouncing around to a couple different teams, the Clippers, the Warriors, could never really find a home. He's definitely found a home here, and um, it's it's been as good of a fit as the Nuggets could have imagined. It's It's been incredible. Um, so, Boogie Cousins, of course, the big story tonight, 31 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 1 block. Managed to not foul out of the game, although okay. it was close. 5 fouls. Uh, the efficiency, too, is a huge thing here because if you remember when DeMarcus first got here, he was going like 2 of 10 from the field, 3 of 11. Do you feel like he looks more, maybe not more athletic, but just more like with it? Like, I don't want to say more coordinated, but just like he looks closer to the athlete he was 
before the injuries so or yeah, even I, just yeah. before he got here i believe that he played himself not only into shape but also out of other injuries i think that that's been you know a thing and also when he was on his multiple 10-day contracts he was battling through injuries while he was here we're starting to see a healthy boogie cousins we're starting to see a, a spry boogie cousins that's getting off the floor he's now able to dunk the basketball like that <laughs> yes. goes to show you like the type of movement that he's doing he was not doing that when he first got to the to the nuggets and that you know that had to be a part of why milwaukee probably looked at it and was like hey he's getting hurt we need a guy that we can play right now yeah um so for him to go from injured to you know out of shape to now playing into shape and looking like his best self and his true self like that's that's a team in the nuggets that believes in a guy and and really like stuck with like stood their ground on yeah. these type of situations but also it answers a question that everyone has been saying they needed a backup center so desperately, and right. this experiment does that. They didn't have Nikola Jokic against Houston, which is not a good team, but also it's the way that they won. They go in there and we, they win by 20 points um, in a game against Houston. If Jokic plays, you know, he probably sits in the third quarter, but now he got to sit a full game. So that yeah. just gives you more, and you could also, you know, go back to that, hey, the, the Nuggets still looks good without Nikola Jokic. They have a lot of games. They have back-to-backs. Let's try that again. Let's run that back and just see if that's something that they can do. And also, Boogie didn't have to outplay himself. 23 minutes in the game. It's not like he went out there and played, you know, 30, 35 minutes. He still got his allotment, even though it was the most that he had this year. But I feel like there was a lot of things that were answered in this game that the Nuggets desperately wanted to, to know. Yeah. You brought up a good point about the fact that Jokic didn't even play tonight. And we spoke about this on the pregame. When are the Nuggets going to find rest for Nikola Jokic? Here's a way they can find it. I didn't know if DeMarcus Cousins could play 24 minutes. He probably was about at his limit tonight. I, I think 25 might be his limit right now, but that's okay. Because that means even if Nikola Jokic is playing, maybe you only have to play Jokic 30 minutes. You know, Maybe you don't have to extend him into the high 30s in some of these games. I think that's huge because you don't want him to wear down as the season ends. We saw that last year, and then we saw what happened in the second round of the playoffs. He was just out of gas. He just didn't have it anymore. So if you can just conserve Jokic a little bit here, a little bit there, get him a couple minute more of a break here, a couple minutes more of a rest there, I think this is going to be just like a godsend for him. And it's... It's honestly going to help another big Nuggets problem, which is which is getting Jokic some rest. So, um, again, Cousins just a monster effort tonight, a, a huge effort. The second biggest storyline tonight is a guy who only finished with 11 points but went 4-10 from the floor, 2 of 6 from 3. Those two threes were massive, though. Will Barton finally becomes the Nuggets' all-time three-point leader. He missed his first, uh, was it four threes of the night? Yes. I didn't know if he was going to make it. I'm really glad he did. Um, so he finally got that monkey off his back. But um, that felt good. I, I imagine that felt really good for Will to finally get that record. Yeah, man. He went into this game and he's been to the, the you know, a couple of the games with just the yips. He was so excited to get that out and, and that monkey off of his back that he outplayed himself mentally. There was like shots that are rolling in, rolling out. Um, you know, he, he got some good looks. They just wouldn't fall. But one thing that you do have to credit Will Barton, and, and that's something that you've never had to, you know, go against him with is he's not going to be discouraged. He's going to continue to shoot. He's still going to be aggressive. He's still going to, you know, get his shots up and, and just try he to will make get sure his shots that he, up. he get, gets himself going. Um, I'm glad that that's over with, like, just so that we don't have to give so much pressure and expectation on that. He only finished with 11 points, but it felt like every single shot mattered. So for him to go into the game, especially um, at home, um, you know, there was like he had a little bit, you know, of, of his moment. They called the timeout. He, he got the love that he deserved. I'm glad that it went down the way that it did. Hopefully now that is behind him. Yeah. He, he does not ever need to miss that many shots in a row. <laughs> let it let it go. Yeah. Um, but we also can't we can't fault him for that. Like I just feel like anybody would have that much pressure on them. It'll happen. It'll happen. But hopefully that's behind him, or there's going to be some more questions. Yeah, it was a little anticlimactic because 
if he had hit it a couple games ago, before he went on this O of 19 streak, was it? The the vibes would have been a little better. Um, but I'm curious. I didn't really see what they did in the arena. I wasn't there, obviously. But I hope they at least acknowledged it in, in some part. I couldn't get a good feel on the broadcast, but I'm sure they did. Uh, but I am glad that you know they, they stopped the game or, or Malone stopped the game to call a timeout. He needed to do that. Um, I published this right before we went live, but on the DNVR.com right now, I spoke with Will about this three-point record. I think it was like a week ago now. So blame me for maybe jinxing it uh, <laughs> for these last couple of games. But I spoke to Will about the record and just kind of his journey as a shooter. And you can find that article, like I said, right now on the DNVR.com. After the show, immediately go click on that. Just after we're done, go read that. But maybe the most insightful part, there's a lot of insightful parts. One of them is that, look, like Will Barton wasn't a good shooter coming out of college. Um, his shot was something that scouts killed him for in the lead up to the draft. Secondly, you know, he's a second round pick who didn't even start his career in Denver. The fact that he's leading a team that he wasn't even drafted to in career three pointers is crazy for a second round pick who's 10 years into his career. And then one really cool anecdote that he told me was that in his rookie year, after the Nuggets play or the Blazers played the Lakers because he was with Portland at the time, Kobe Bryant tracked him down on his way to his car and told him, quote, if you get a jump shot, you're going to be deadly. And Barton told me that that quote kind of changed his whole outlook because after that, he was like, I got to just get a jumper. And then I'm going to be good. And well, Will Barton's not an elite shooter, but he shot like 37% from three most years since he's gotten to Denver. So he's as good of a shooter as he needs to be for his game. And I, I just thought that little anecdote about Kobe was pretty cool. So I really do love that you bring up the Kobe uh, quote because I feel like he talks about Kobe Bryant like a lot. You know, he even talked about watching Kobe highlights you know, while Kobe was still here, while he yeah. was in the league, he said that he watched um, Kobe highlights before every single game. So that story, like, it does make sense of why he's so attached to him. Also, why he, you know, has put in so much time on that end of the floor. So, yeah, I mean, Will Barton really is a guy that I just I root for in, in every single way because he really he, he, he had to work for everything he has. And for him to, to go and, you know, be the number one guy. And it's going to be at least for, you know, another year or two before Jamal Murray probably breaks it. But he's, he's in that record book, yep. and that matters. Yep. He gets the record, at least for the summer. <laughs> then we'll see if Jamal breaks it because Jamal's not that far behind, but he could maybe, you know, break it next year. We'll see. But, yeah, a really nice moment for Will. And, I mean, if you think about his Nuggets career, I mean, this guy, I can you call him a legendary Nugget? He's the longest tenor nugget. He, he's been here before Michael Malone. He owns, well, he, he's not going to own this record forever, but <laughs> he'll be on the leaderboards forever, at least the top 10 leaderboards. Can you call him a legendary nugget? I, I don't know. I don't think I'll call him a, a legendary nugget. I think he's a, a nugget fixture. Like a fixture, guy that yeah. was just, so like Kenneth Fareed, like type of player, like they're not legends, but they're a guy that you're always going to remember for that team. Like yeah. whenever There'll be a time, maybe there'll be a jersey or something that pops up, and you're just like, who's the first nugget that comes up? Maybe there'll be a Will moment or something like that. Um, but I don't I don't think that he'll be a legend, or he is a legend in, in them regards, because there's just some really good players um, yeah. with the organization. For sure. And he was never, like, the best player on a really good team, but you can't really tell the Nuggets story and the story of the Jokic era without him. And I feel like that factor puts him on a pedestal that's that's pretty damn high so i don't know if legendary is the right word but iconic nugget maybe <laughs> maybe iconic nugget uh let's hit a break here on the other side we'll get into some more observations from this one go around the association of course brendan vote will also be joining us from brazil yeah that's that's a real sentence right there brendan vote joining us uh from brazil uh, guys, Ranch Rider Spirits. Check these things out. Ranch Rider Spirits. They're super good. Launched in 2019. Born from a food truck in Austin, Texas. 
Employee-owned Ranch Rider Spirits is a premium spirit-based seltzer brand. They were the first to put ranch water, the iconic Texan beverage, in a can. Uh, ranch Rider uses premium spirits like Reposado Tequila or six times distilled vodka, sparkling water, fresh squeezed citrus. They don't use any added sugar or artificial preservatives either. Uh, so check out Ranch Rider. Go to ranchriderspirits.com to find a location near you. They're one of the top 10 fastest selling alcohol brands in the country. Ranchriderspirits.com to find a location near you. Also, if you're looking for a dentist in the Denver area, check out Green Mountain Dental Group. Located 15 minutes from downtown Denver. A lot of us here at DNVR, we go there to get our teeth clean, get our wisdom teeth pulled, get cavities filled. They're great at what they do. Friends of the show, they're Denver people. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group. You're going to get a free Sonicare toothbrush from them today. Again, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush from them today. All right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, the Winner's Lounge. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Where do you want to go next, Dev? We could go to Bones. We could go to Jamichael Green continued to look good tonight. Yeah, let, let's let's go with Jamichael. All right, Jamichael. What do you think of Jamichael tonight? I mean, he, he really has been. He's been a constant fixture with he this has. team. And he's... He's, like, quietly been putting together, like, such a good sequence where we're not talking about him anymore. I feel like at the beginning of the year, it was like, hey, he's not good. You know, he is out of position. He's being exposed. Yep. He's not giving, you know, much effort. And now, I mean, he's the guy that Boogie had the day, 31 points, but Jermichael Green takes the same amount of shots as him because he's just really feeling it himself. And, and they also are now the Nuggets are a team that goes through their big men. Like, that's just what they do. Um Jermichael Green is, is grabbing every single board that comes his way. He's fighting for um, offensive, you know, rebounds. He gets all, three offensive rebounds. So those those are second chance opportunities. That put back dunk I felt like uh, changed like the the momentum at that time where yeah. they just were kind of depleted. Houston was making their comeback. He comes and gets that put back dunk, and he has those every now and then where he just looks like one of the most athletic players on, on, on like in the game. Um, Super aggressive. He doesn't have to be the bully anymore now that Boogie Cousins is the bully, and I think he enjoys like just being able to like not be the enforcer. Um, but yeah, Jermichael Green like continues to play really well, and also when you have Jermichael Green, you have Demarcus Cousins, and you're the opposing guard, you're not getting anything easy. They're not nah, letting man. you get anything easy at all. You're gonna think twice before you just go in there and get something, and I think that that's great for the Nuggets to have two guys that are just like. No way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he was playing, again, backup center mostly tonight. But when he's been able to go into his natural position of power forward, he's looked so much more comfortable. And, and you're totally right. When, like, imagine you're a guard coming off the bench. It's like your first or second year in the league. And you try to take it to the hole. And you get to the rim. And it's just Jamichael Green and DeMarcus Cousins oh, yeah. in there. Two boys from Alabama you're like shit <laughs> this is not where I want to be right now and just Jamichael Green and DeMarcus Cousins just their mentality and their attitude and uh their toughness and edge is kind of given this second unit a real identity it's one that the bench hasn't had all season and um yeah Jamichael Green he's just playing so much more confidently uh he didn't hit any threes tonight but his three has been dropping more nine rebounds for Jamichael Green. You know, we've killed him for his rebounding in the past, but nine re nine rebounds is a great number for him. And look, the bench was all in the positives, although they did start off the game a little shaky. And I was like, wow, DeMarcus Cousins, obviously the number one reason why the benches look good, but they rallied. I mean, Houston's bench isn't anything to write home about either. Not as bad as the Thunder's bench, but not great. Uh, Jamichael Green, again, looked pretty good. Yeah, when you talk about Jamichael Green, I feel like you have to also bring up Jeff Green. I think that they're just too uh, intertwined. They both scored 14 points in the game, so the Greens combined for 28 points in the game. Um, Jeff Green, like, at least he's given the effort. And he also, he's, like, starting to just become, like, a, a heady player where um, th this was a game that he got to the free throw line, and it was not because he was just, like, attacking the rim or anything like that, but because... He's making smart decisions. Um, yeah. He's like, 
over like uh, embellishing if someone fouls him. He's like you're just smarter than all of the the rookies that are playing or just like the oh yeah the younger players that are playing in that game. He's he's fell like falling over and things like that. And he he gets his points from the free throw line. But I just like when he's trying where when he's like giving the effort because it just seems like the Nuggets offense flows because they know there's a guy that's not gonna take every single shot. He'll take it if he has the opportunity. But you know what to expect with him. So. That, that's just what I see with, with Jeff Green. And for him to have 14 points, also with Jermichael Green having 14 points, that those Verde's lineup, or just them two, have been playing pretty well together. Jeff Green is um, obviously incredibly athletic for a 35-year-old. Yeah, 35-year-old. He's also really, I want to say, flexible around the rim. He had that one, like, twisting, turning, reverse oh, layup and tonight. One. Yeah, yeah I was like, how did... Jeff Green at 35 contort his body at 10 feet in the air and get that shot to go. He's just the athlete that he is is really impressive to me. Uh, next guy I want to go to is Bones. And we can kind of talk about Bones and Faku together because Bones has been playing backup point guard. But tonight he played a lot more off the ball because when Faku's on the floor, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. I thought both guys played pretty well off of one another. What you liked about Bones is he's having more of these like higher assist total games. He had five assists tonight, four assists the other night against OKC. And his just maturation as a point guard has, has been really fun to watch. You can tell the game's slowing down for him, but I did like how he was comfortable after playing that role for these last couple games, moving off the ball a little tonight tonight for Faco. I felt like those two had had a nice chemistry tonight. Yeah, with Bones, I you know, I think that it's a a bit difficult for him to just know what his role is. Like sometimes they're putting the ball in his hands and they're running offense through him. Lately they've been going through the big men and he's playing off ball. Now he's in a lineup where he has to play off ball because Faku's in the lineup. So He's been a, a good, like, um, you know, chameleon where he's just, like, blending in. He's fitting in. He's like, okay, this is what you need from me this game. Um, that's what I'm going to do. In this game, he knocked down those two three-pointers. I felt like he was going to get into a rhythm. He didn't. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to calm down. Yeah. I'm going to get everyone else involved. I'm going to make those passes. That behind-the-pass, uh, to I mean, behind-the-back pass to Will Barton. Oh, man. Saucy. Just saucy. It was saucy. That thing about yeah. it was sexy, and it just it just it rolled, and, and it just got them to keep going. And also, I felt like that guy Will Barton going. He yeah. wasn't making his three point shot. You go and get some layups. Okay, now you're you're in a rhythm. Now you're in a flow. And I felt like Bones like understood that that's what he had to do. I'm gonna get, you know, I'm gonna get him going in different ways because the shot's not falling. But we're also gonna keep going to him. So I think he has a, a good gauge of that. And then also. This was a game I knew that Faku was going to have to, um, you know, play. He was going to have to to bring that energy, and he does that every single time. Mm -hmm. He gets in the game, immediately gets under Aaron Aaron Gordon's skin. Yep. Immediately. Like, the second that he gets in the game, um, he's diving for balls. Like, there was a a play that they, like, skipped it across. He didn't even see it, and he just, like, pushed the ball. It was right after he got into it with Aaron (laughs) Gordon, and then they're still jawing back and forth, and then – they try to run a little flare play for Gordon. Faku just um, sticks his hand up and deflects the ball. Yeah, like he just he, – he's that guy. And you need you need a lot more of those guys. And that's what Faku brings. So, yeah, for them to just, you know, be missing their, their big guy, they're going to go with the young guys. The young guys uh, show up in the game. Yeah. Glad you brought up that pass to Barton because that play is just another reason why – I think Bones is just a really good transition player. He he's so obviously creative and imaginative with the ball in his hands and you never know what he's going to do and that's something that the defense always has to worry about but especially in transition, I feel like he's so good at baiting the defense, making the defense commit and that's the key on a fast break. Like Guys on this show know this, but one of my pet peeves is that and I don't think NBA teams know how to run fast breaks because a lot of times they settle for the three, which, yeah, sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't. But when they don't, it's almost like they have no idea what they're doing. Like these three-on-two breaks, these four-on-twos that are just like, you should get a layup every time. NBA teams just don't know how to run them, and it pisses me off so much. <laughs> but 
I feel like Bones does, and he can make the defense commit and get his teammates open in that way. And um, I love watching him in the open four. I really do. I really do. Uh, let's see here. Devon Reed got in tonight for 20 minutes. We, we haven't seen him play regular rotation minutes. I'm going to check here. Going back to February 4th against <laughs> the Pelicans a month ago. That was the last time he played real rotation minutes. I mean, I like Devon Reed. I, I think he's a Nuggets type guy. I think he's a Michael Malone type guy. Do you think, here's a question for you. Do you think that Devon Reed is on this team and playing like a similar role off the bench next season? Could you see that? No, I just because they're adding more guys to the mix, and he's only playing because you know Jokic is out in this game. So yeah. I do not think so. You have to bring in Jamal. You have to bring in Michael Porter Jr. That just pushes other guys down, and I feel like the Nuggets are going to have relatively the same exact team that they have. So I do not think so. But I think it's great to have you know their two way guy that they could just bring on. Um, it, he's not a two way anymore, huh? He is two way. Okay, yeah. the two way guy that they could just bring on at at, at any time, and he can actually contribute. Like, this is a game against the Rockets. You're not expecting, like, him to go off or anything like that, but you're expecting him to look like an NBA player, and that's what he is. That's what, you know, he fits the bill. Can yeah. knock down shots, um, defends at a high level, um, makes smart plays, and also he's a hustler, you know, because that is a guy that is still trying to prove that I'm a guy that is supposed to be in this league. I'm going to make the most of, of my opportunity. So, you, you know, you, you you want him to just continue playing well. And whenever he gets minutes, those are good minutes. Yeah. But it's because of that reason why I could see him being like a go-to role guy off the bench maybe next year because I feel like the Nuggets are going to be cash-strapped in terms of bringing in – looks like DeMarcus Cousins got the defensive player of the game chain. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but – like, Davon Reed, you know what you're getting from him. He's not going to cost you a lot of money. I'm sure he'll re-sign with the Nuggets on, like, a three-year minimum or something like that. I feel like you could have him on the end of the bench and kind of have him in a similar role to the one he is in this year where maybe some nights he plays, some nights he doesn't. But when he is on the court, you know what you're getting from him, and he's a low-mistake guy. You know, I've talked about this in the past, but Davon Reed never turns the ball over. You know, zero turnovers tonight in 20 minutes. He hasn't turned it over since, well, that New Orleans game, the last time he played rotation minutes a month ago. But he rarely turns the ball over. So I like Davon Reed. I hope he's around for a bit. Um, he just seems like a Nuggets guy and, and a Michael Malone guy. The last rotation player I want to talk about here, Aaron Gordon. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what to, what to say about Aaron Gordon's night tonight. I was kind of underwhelmed, just like I've been a little underwhelmed uh, with his play since the All-Star break. He had that awkward fall tonight. Yeah. Just never really seemed like he had it going. Yeah, Aaron Gordon is like has been doing like this disappearing act as of late, like where I'm just like, he's not bad, but he's not good. And that's a guy that's getting paid to be good. Um, not even on the defensive end of the floor. So like... There was point, like parts of the season where he was scoring really well, but the defense was kind of down. Or he's locked down on defense, you know, but the scoring hasn't been down. Lately, it's just he's just middle of the pack. He looks like everyone else. And I think that that's, that's a scary sight to see. Like this is a game where, you know, Will Barton's supposed to try to take a lot of shots. Um, Aaron Gordon's supposed to like run the offense through him. He's the guy that's getting paid the big bucks. And he, he just looks regular right now. So I'm not sure if, you know, if he's injured or – what type of funk he's in um but like he's not slowing guys down like there's in this game guys are running around him yeah um, guys are shooting it with him around they're like he's not he's not giving them the same force and energy that he was and i understand it's later in the season but also they're gonna need him to be playing really good defense and in and, and making an impact on that end of the floor especially if they're gonna have Jokic giving his all on the offensive end so we don't need that um that 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 Aaron Gordon, right, we've been seeing, you know, after the All-Star break. He needs to get back to himself and in his own and, and in a rhythm. Like, I just don't feel like he's confident in himself on both ends of the floor right now. Yeah. He looks a little unsure of himself. I was worried about that fall he took tonight. It was an awkward fall, and he got up holding his knee. Seemed okay. Stayed in the game. Um, but 
you know, we'll see if we hear anything about that. It just looks to me like he's still in a all-star break chill sesh. Like he's just chilling out, taking it easy. And I think he can flip the switch. I believe that Aaron Gordon can. I'm going to want to see like one or two big defensive games from him before the end of the year, though. Like if I see that, I'm going to feel way more confident that he can flip the switch. I I think he can, but I would like to see a couple games. Like if the Nuggets have a big one-on-one defensive matchup for him, you know, say they're playing Philly. I mean, Philly, if he guards James Harden that game and plays a really good defensive game, I'm going to be like, okay, you know, Aaron Gordon, you can chill for the rest of the regular season. I, I know you can flip the switch when it comes to the playoffs, but I, I would love to see just one or two more of those big defensive games from him because we haven't seen one of those in a while, and that was a huge storyline over yeah. over the first half of the year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is when is the last time we've seen uh, even Malone or teammates like say, like, this is the best defensive yeah. guy in the league. They were doing that at the beginning of the season. There was real energy on that. And also, we know Malone is like a, a mental guy. Like, he, you know, he's going to get in your head and, and amp you up, you know, or he's going to try to, you know, break you down just to get in your head to just make you stronger. I feel like right now we haven't heard anything about his defense yeah. um, and, and, and no backing that. So I do hope they get the ball rolling on saying like, hey, Aaron Gordon's still a really good defender. We're going to prove it by putting him on, you know, James Harden. We're going to prove it by putting him on a Luka Doncic and seeing, you know, how he changes that. So I want to him see him get back to that Aaron Gordon because that's when the Nuggets are at their best. And that's when they become, you know, such a, a difficult team to to just like slow down because they have, you know, the best offensive player in the league and then a really good defender in the other end that you're just like, okay, we're, we're exerting too much energy trying to figure it out. Absolutely. Now that I mentioned that Harden matchup, that's that's another little component to that game, I think, because it's a big test for Aaron Gordon going up against a guy like James Harden. I'm I'm excited to see that matchup. I mean, I'm sure that's what the, the assignment will be for Denver. Like the one defensive player I remember from Aaron Gordon tonight was when he just got cooked by Kevin Porter Jr. on like a crossover right down the lane. I think it was Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, Jalen Green got him on just a blow by. And I was yeah. like, oh man. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see if he can flip the switch. I think he can, but um, it, it would definitely be encouraging to see that before the playoffs. Great win for Denver, 116-101. All five Nuggets starters in double figures. We didn't talk about Monte. He had an underwhelming night, but solid nonetheless. Only took eight shots, made four of them, made both of his threes, four assists, zero turnovers. Solid, solid. And then uh, Bryn Forbes, not a great shooting night from him. Probably the worst guy from uh, from a really good bench. What do you think about, about Monte? How, how confident are you in Monte? Let's just say heading into the playoffs because we don't know about Jamal's availability when he could be coming back. Of course, Monte started in the playoffs last year. How, how confident are you in Monte? kind of taking the lead of this team at point guard into the playoffs. I'm confident because um, I really do think that he he can flip a switch. Um, in this game, I feel like it was just a calm game for him. It was pretty chill. Like, he took care of the ball. He got others involved, knocked down the open shots when he got them. Um, he, I really do feel like he really understands every spot of where you're supposed to be in an offense, and he yeah. runs it to perfection. Um, he knows how to be the screener. He knows how to, you know, run off of the screens. So he, he has an understanding of how the offense is going to go. And also, he knows, like, the second and third options. So he's, like, escape valve a lot of the times. Um, so I feel like Monte Morris is just, like, really, like, the security blanket of the team. And he does not have to do too much for them to still do well. He understood what the moment was. He calmed. He was relaxed. And he got him going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Did any Rockets impress you today? We spent a lot of the pregame show talking about some of these Rockets prospects. I thought Jalen Green looked okay. Yeah, Jalen Green is like just so fast. He, he really is. is just, he's incredibly fast and athletic. He's man. he's quick. Yeah, and he he really is trying to dunk like with like embarrass. He wants to embarrass you like when they throw it up and things like that. Yeah. Um, I I'm a I'm a Jay Sean Tate guy. Like, right, I, you I are. Really am, I, I I really like him, and and I feel like he should have been a Nugget. <laughs> He the been former Nugget Summer Leaguer, Jay Sean Tate, who, who, by the way, 
I don't remember anything he did in Summer League. I don't think he was good in Summer League at all. <laughs> That's hilarious that he's like a real player in the league. Like he like came well. off the bench for a Nuggets Summer League team. Um, yeah, I mean, Eric Gordon, I just can't believe like how consistent he's been, how long it feels like he's been oh, playing. Man, he's I remember been doing... him in college with like the T-shirts. Of course. Under. Like So like for him to still be doing it at that level and just knocking down shots, is like it goes a long way. Christian Wood is like a, a, a weird one because I feel like – they run the offense through him and like things come easy for him, but he does not dominate like the games and things like like if you would have told me at twenty two and ten tonight, I would not have believed you. Christian Wood, I mean, I'm sorry, he's probably a good kid, but maybe puts up the emptiest stats in the league. Every single time. Like he really didn't impact the game at all. Um did we bet on him? Yeah. Yes. And he made the bet. We knew he was good gonna job. put up the stats. Good job, Kale. Were but, they um, empty? Absolutely. But we knew he was gonna put up the numbers. Yeah, but I mean I'm not I'm not big on any you know like like huge on any of those guys and also I I don't think I think I'm gonna change my answer on whoever it was with Kevin Porter Jr. I don't like the way he you plays want Marcus now. Howard. I want Marcus <laughs> Howard. He, I just don't like the shots. You did call takes. Kevin Porter Jr. a bucket in the pregame. <laughs> what was what was I on? He had three buckets tonight, <laughs> and he kept shooting. He did. He's just he's always just shooting. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. All right, let's hit another break. We got Brennan Vogt coming up on the other side. Hopefully, we're also going to maybe go around the association if we've got time. This weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, when Covington and Masvidal step into the octagon this Saturday at UFC 272, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for new customers. Bet just $1 on the main event. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. First round knockout, you get paid off of that. Majority draw, you get paid off of that. Double knockout, resulting in a no contest, you get paid $100 in free bets on that too. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Throw down $1 on the UFC 272 main event. Get $100 in free bets no matter what happens in the fight. That's code DNVR this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, guys, if you haven't been able to watch Nuggets games, Evoca TV is here to save the day. It's only $25 a month. It's a great deal. There's no contracts, no hidden fees. You could cancel whenever. Also, that price is locked in for two years. I know a lot of people are, are, have hit me up on Twitter. They're like, I got Evoca TV. I can finally watch Nuggets and Avs games again because Evoca TV has Altitude Sports as well as a bunch of other national channels. It's a game changer. So we love Evoca TV. Go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. Evoca.tv slash DNVR. They've got Altitude Sports. They got other national channels as well. If you're in Colorado, it's kind of a no-brainer. You know, if you've cut the cord, if you don't have cable and you just really need to watch Nuggets and Avs games on TV, you don't want to go through the hassle of streaming, check out Evoca TV, evoca.tv slash DNVR. All right, we are back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, the Winner's Lounge presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I believe we've got some super chats to get to. Nick Trumbo says, is there any chance there was a play bones and get me boogie struck between Malone and Connolly? What do you think? Uh, <laughs> a little tit for tat? A little quid pro quo? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Like, I could just see it happening. Like, just, just, just give the guys what they want. Give them what they want. I'll say this. I think there's definitely a dynamic in the Nuggets front office and, and front offices throughout the league. I, this is my read on it, at least, that I, I think Tim Conley is mindful of like, okay, let me get Michael Malone, one of his guys. Yeah. You know, let me – this move was for me. Let me let me do a move for Malone. Like the Isaiah Thomas thing, like the DeMarcus Cousins signing – I don't think those signings happen if Mike Malone's not here. So I think there's definitely a little tit for tat that goes on with coaches and front offices uh, throughout the league. I, I don't just don't think it's nuggets, but it helps a GM and coaches relationship, no doubt. So I think there could be something there. 
from Joe Club 15, Barton breaks the record. Boogie returns. Bones had probably his best game as a professional. One of the worst Nuggets losses is followed by a sneaky, historically great win. I love this game. I love this game, too. This was a great win. This was... We'll remember the Boogie game for sure. Unless he goes off for more. <laughs> I love the fact that the Boogie game was combined with the Barton game, too. Like... You know, so that is something that you're going to remember. Well, Barton became the number one guy. Boogie also, like, you know, a resurgence. He, he brought himself back to life, and, and and I'm proud of both. Yes, we are very proud. Uh, last one here coming in from Morgan Jones. Boogie winning, but where is the one funny technical? I thought he was going to get one tonight. I really did. <laughs> Anytime he exits a game with zero technicals, I'm surprised. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, he kept his composure um, yeah. a few times where he's acting like he didn't know where the foul came from, and it was clearly fouls. So maybe <laughs> it's like when he doesn't feel like he, he you know, he fouled. That's when it's coming. Yeah. Don't worry, it, it's coming. He, he, I feel for Boogie. I have a lot of sympathy for him because he can literally look at a ref and get a technical for something that ninety nine percent of players won't. And it sucks. It just is what it is. He's got to deal with it now. It's it's not going to change. Like He's not going to be able to change the way refs look at him and see him. But when he got his fourth foul and was pleading with the ref and almost picked up the technical on that illegal screen, I was like, dude, that's that was a foul. Like, you just got to accept those and move on. So it was a great night from Boogie. I mean, this is definitely the Boogie Cousins game. Unless, like I said, he goes off for, for more than 31 from here on out. Are we still waiting for vote, uh, Kale? We're still waiting for him. Let's go around the association here. Oh, Let's time. do it. Let's it's do time. it. Here we go. Here we go. Ah, where should we start? I think we should start in Philly. Philly? I think you just kind of have to start in Philly. You want to take us through this? Yeah, let's do this one. All right, um, let's do it. So Philly uh, Philly uses a, a second-half um, surge to get back into it um, against um, the Cavs. High-scoring game, 125-119. Um, you go over to the box scores. It was some monster games in this one. Tyrese Maxey goes Jeez. for 33 points in the game. 33. He's good. He's good, man. Like, And I feel like uh, the Nuggets was like one of the first teams that he went off on. Like, It was like the game where they I remember had like that. seven people yeah. um, in the game. And he like really destroyed. Like That was the first time he, he got in the NBA that he got on my radar. Like, okay, this could be a really good guy. But he does it. Um James Harden, 25 points, 11 assists. Um, he goes to the free throw line 12 times. Hamstring looked good, I assume. Of course it looked good. Have they lost since Harden's gotten there? No, right? I think they might have one loss. Uh, they're they on a five-game win streak, so they I have no doubt losses. it. They have yeah. no losses. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be hard to beat a team that <laughs> has two good, guys man. that could go to the free throw line whenever they want. Yeah. Um, Embiid, uh, he has a modest game, 22 points, uh, nine rebounds in the game. Goes to the free throw line eight or nine times. But you don't have to do too much when you already have James Harden, 25, Tyrese Maxey, 33, and then U 22. So, like, they, they showed up in this game. Are, are the Sixers the new favorite in the East? In your mind, who's your favorite to come out of the East? It has to be the Sixers now. Yeah, like it's, they're at least, so good. Because they, they, they sold their future for these next two years, this right. year, next year. Um, they're going to be horrible in about eight years, they've but it just doesn't got, matter. Yeah, they've just got to win the championship before James Harden quits on them. That's it. I mean, yeah. it's coming, and it's inevitable. Right. Uh, this year, they should be good. I think this year, he's not going to quit on them. Next year, <laughs> they might be good, but no guarantees after that. Yeah, so now we bounce around uh, a, a game that I really did have circled just because this Houston team just really played Utah Jazz oh, really, yeah. really well. So I was like, is that a is that a, a Houston thing, or is, the, is Utah just not playing well? It comes to find out Utah just isn't playing well. Man. They lose 124-90 to 90 against the Pelicans, who has been coming on as of late. They've been playing really well. Um, the Pelicans are coming into Ball Arena on Monday, I believe. Is that Monday? Um, no, Sunday. So, Sunday, two days. They're coming here, so that should be a good game. Yeah, so in the game, uh, Donovan Mitchell, minus 23. Ooh. Rudy Gobert minus nineteen, like that. Ooh. This was a blowout, and their their star players did not step up. Yeah, it's um, not even like Utah's hurt anymore. Donovan I mean, Mitchell goes yeah. five of eighteen from the field, three of eleven from deep, for fourteen points. Wow, that I mean that's rough. Rudy Gobert goes four of four from the field, but doesn't shoot anymore. So 
he goes 10 for 10 points, but you've already played yourself out of the game. The thing um, that's crazy about the Pelicans holding the Jazz to 90 points, New Orleans has like one good defender on their roster. Herbert Jones. Herb only. Jones. <laughs> that's it. Um, I mean, getting CJ McCollum has really like changed things around for them. He like yeah. he's been playing really well. The team is starting to play well. They they believe in their vet. Um, that that team is you know they're they're not good but they're fun. Um, and then Brandon yeah. Ingram grows for twenty nine points in the game. Um, so I bet that's going to be a close game on Sunday. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Um, we go around to the Timberwolves. Um, Timberwolves get a win against that OKC uh, team that just played against the Nuggets. Not well, but got a, a convincing win. It turns out the Thunder did not find anything in that game. That, that was not a, a look into what's going right with the Thunder. It was what's wrong with the Nuggets. Yeah, this was the Nas Reed game. Nas Reed goes for 20 points. Wow. Um, and uh, Carl Anthony Towns. So they must have just abused them in the paint um, in the game. Um, SGA goes for 33 points in the game. Uh, Isaiah Roby, he continues to play well. He has 21 points, uh, 10 rebounds in, in the game. Um this is what you expect of this Thunder team. This is who who, who the, the Nuggets <laughs> yes. really should have beat up on but just did not, you know, have a good game against them. See, um, here's why it was so important for the Nuggets to win tonight because Minnesota is going to win their next three games. They, they won tonight, and now they have Portland. Then they have Portland again. Then they have Oklahoma City again. Yeah. Then they have Orlando. Like, Minnesota's going to keep winning, so... Denver's got to keep stacking W's. Yeah. Um, just like the Nuggets, they go on their um, their their streak um, and lose to a bad team. Toronto loses to the Orlando Magic, who was on an eight-game losing streak, but just beat Toronto, 103-97. to um, I mean, on the Magic, everybody scored in double digits. Everybody. Wow. It, 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 that's what it looks like. So that's just a really balanced attack. RJ Hampton's back. He was injured for a while. And he goes for 11 points. He goes for 20. You know, he plays 24 minutes off the bench. Um, I just don't. I don't get that. That uh, Toronto team. I, I don't. Yeah. Um, P- Pascal Siakam has 34 points, 14 rebounds in the game. Um, Van, I don't think Van Fleet. Played. Yeah, he's been out for a couple of games. Yeah. Um, but they still been playing. You know, pretty good without him. Um, Malachi Flynn's like a, he's a good backup. They're playing him a shit ton of, of minutes for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta goes against Washington Wizards. Atlanta, um, he, he, they, they, they pull it off, one seventeen to one fourteen. Trey Young's been playing. He's he's a monster. He really is good. He won six to twenty two tonight. Yeah, I don't care about that. I'm just <laughs> telling you, that guy is good. I like, I just watch highlights of him and he's trash talking the entire time, and I think that I love it. Like he's telling people yeah, they can't he's guard not him. afraid. That's for sure. Whatever he wants. DeAndre Hunter goes for twenty six points, and that's. That's a defender. Like he's he's a guy that's like known for his defense. Twenty six points in a game, pretty wild. Yeah, Wes Unseld, my heart goes out to you. KCP uh, has twenty eight points. Kyle Kuzma continues to to, to dominate. Twenty two points, um, eleven rebounds in the game. This game was lost because of the bench unit, actually, for for the Wizards. Yeah, the Wizards are they're in a bad spot. Bradley Beal out for probably the year and they're about to hand him an extension too i yeah it's yeah. <laughs> not going well over there yeah um pistons uh beat the pacers 111 to 106 this was a forgettable game uh, of course it is of course it is <laughs> malcolm brogdon has a good game finally 26 points well 9 of 23 from the field man that's 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 rough some uh, ugly City, offense around City the Bay association is, tonight is good Kate Cunningham is going to be a star in this league, I think. Yeah. 20 points, 9 rebounds, um, secures the win. Marvin Bagley. I'm surprised Adam hasn't hit us up about Marvin Bagley's night. 18-8. and eight. <laughs> Yeah, then, you know, to, to pretty much close us, uh, close us out uh, as far as the around association, um, the Bucks game versus the Bulls, I heard that was an absolute banger. I love when the Bulls lose. Isn't that right, Derek? Love when we love when the Bulls lose. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Giannis dominates as he always does. Thirty-four points, um, sixteen rebounds in the game. Um, he does whatever he wants in, the, in this league. And, yeah. and also, didn't he just pass like Jokic for like the highest PER of all, t- all time? Did he? I'm, I'm pretty sure that oh. he did. Like, so he's. I'll have to check on that. He's the guy right now. Um, 
On the other side, Zach Levine goes for 30 points. DeMar DeRozan, 29 points in the game. Um, but they lost. But they lost. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't uh, – viewers of the show, like DMVR diehards, probably saw the news on Twitter today that we lost uh, – that we launched, sorry, uh, CHGO. Is that – yes, <laughs> CHGO. Um, pretty much – what dnvr is but in chicago we launched phnx uh a while back now we're branching out to chicago but i'm wondering if this is just a ploy by our tourists to get Jokic to chicago like i'm i'm, I'm wondering if this is an inside job that's that's what that's the the type of person that he is yeah like, he, he's he's playing really like i mean they're doing everything that they can he's gonna win it uh this year like just for being the, the executive of the year whatever um just, just stay away from our guys. Yeah, like he was a uh, anonymous investor or something, and just gave us a bunch of money to go to Chicago, and is plotting to take Jokic. It's, it's a conspiracy. Some people are saying. Um, okay. Anyways, we have Brendan Vote now live from Brazil. That's a very Brazilian shirt. I oh, can man. see why you packed that on your trip. Vote is back. <laughs> I was built for this, man. You really were, man. You really were. How was uh, uh, Mike we, Malone after this one? Tons of vibes. Tons of vibes, fellas. Let's just get right into it. I see you're well into around the association. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, Malone <laughs> on Will Barton says, I'm extremely happy. Proud of him. I met with him one-on-one -on -one yesterday. Felt like the pressure of the record was getting to him. Told yeah, you think? Your game. <laughs> Settle down. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. It's not a matter of if this record happens, it's when. Uh, and he said, I told the coaches after he hit that mid-range shot, when he breaks it, he said, when, I'm going to call a timeout so he can get the attention and love that he deserves. I'm yeah. happy for Will. I've said this many times, but we've asked Will to wear a lot of hats around here. Starter, off the bench, backup point guard, shoe guard, small forward. He's always risen to the occasion. Uh, and then he quickly said, another thing, guy that I love is DeMarcus Cousins. I'm just so happy for him. First time since 2018 with a 30-point game. Nobody replaces Nikola Jokic, but DeMarcus is pretty damn good. And he said, I never have to worry if he's playing hard. And that's why I'll take all the other stuff. I don't care. I know when I put him on the floor, that's the last thing I have to worry about. Talking about Cousins coming into the locker room, he said, you know, when you don't know Cuz, sometimes guys are a little intimidated. Who is this guy? I heard he's crazy. Then you see the talent. Then you learn he's a great dude. I think he has the entire locker room's respect. And it's not just because of the way he's playing, but the way he's bought in and committed. I just couldn't be more proud of DeMarcus Cousins. And I'm just thankful that this, him and me, this second chance, it's all happening here. Yeah, it's... It's storybook. It really is. Michael Malone a couple games ago said he thinks other players in the league are scared of DeMarcus Cousins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, do you think uh, Alper and Shingun is scared of DeMarcus Cousins? Maybe. I think he might be a little scared. Just a little bit. He might be. He's, a, he's an intimidating dude, man. He's an intimidating dude. Uh, he also said, I'm a proponent of his. I pumped his name to the front office, and I give them credit after that Milwaukee sit was over. I think maybe because of my relationship with him. Uh, they looked into it. Uh, and also on the bench, he pointed out, overall, I thought the bench was really good, even though it wasn't the same group. Uh, we knew when Jokic couldn't go, somebody else is going to have to go. We're going to have to we're gonna have to disrupt somebody's rhythm. Well, let's throw DeMarcus Cousins out there. He's done it before. Uh, he's ready for this type of stuff. Yeah. Paraphrasing a bit there. But um, then Will Barton came in, fellas. Will Barton came in. And before anyone could ask a question, he said, thank heavens. Thank heavens, as he took his seat. <laughs> asked, asked about the record, obviously. He says, it means a lot to me. I'm not going to lie. The knock, coming, uh, the knock on me coming out and my rookie year was that I couldn't shoot. And it was true at that time. Coming out of my rookie year, I knew it was something that I needed to work on. And I just put a lot of time, a lot of hours and sweat into it. Um, and it feels good to see that hard work pay off. Obviously, there have been a lot of jokes about Jamal Murray joking with him, I'm going to get this record. And Will was candid about that even. He said, look, I want Jamal to break it. And we all know that when he's healthy, he's going to. We all know that. But just to be able to look up there and see my name, even for a little while, it means a lot to me. Um, on, the, on the slump, uh, he flashed a big smile. He said, man, I was slumping. 
And when the first three dropped, he said, let's, let's just get this next one out of the way. He was always going to take another three the next time down. Um, Did he say anything about how the, he was like in his head or anything? He downplayed that a little bit. He did. I'm um, not going to lie. I'm selling that. I don't buy it at all. It was definitely in his head. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he said it. He said it wasn't so much pressure, but that it was weird. He said, "You guys know my confidence. You know I'm always going to keep shooting." But it was crazy. I was free on a lot of those. I just was missing. He said, honestly, particularly in this game, he said he didn't feel like he was actually forcing these threes. He just couldn't get them to go down. Uh, and when it did, it felt amazing. And uh, what a blessing, he said. And second round pick. Was he the 40th pick? I think, guys. Um, a guy who wasn't supposed to be a good shooter coming out. Wasn't even on the Denver Nuggets to begin with uh, when drafted. Uh, pretty cool to see himself up there. What a blessing. Yeah, not just that he wasn't a good shooter. He was, a second-round pick to get a record like this is crazy. It's like second-round picks don't usually have 10-year careers. Just not sure, something that sure. regularly happens. It's crazy. And for a team that didn't draft him, it is a great story, and, and yep. you could see the gratitude on his face. Uh, then he waxed poetic a little bit about DeMarcus Cousins. And he said, hey, when he's healthy, he's still DeMarcus Cousins, right? We knew he had to get right and get in shape, but he's still DeMarcus Cousins, which is one of the best bigs in the NBA. So, no, I'm not surprised. I wasn't out there like, ooh, he's having a night. <laughs> he said, this is Boogie Cousins. Um, and, and he had some great lines there. And uh, back to his record, he was asked about his teammate's reception when Malone called that timeout. He said, it means the world to me to have the respect for my peers and my teammates. That's what we do. We cheer for each other. We care for each other. It was a great moment, a moment I'll never forget. Finally, he was asked again and just sort of about being here after all the ups and downs of the last two seasons. And he said, it's very rewarding for me. After that last season, I was able to reflect and just put in a lot of work. I love to work hard. Uh, and that's what his off season was about. And then finally, fellas, he said, it's not about the doubters or the haters or the critics. It's about you, what you think of yourself, the work you put in and going out there and proving it to yourself. Love it. Will Barton was preaching, that. it sounds like. A little preaching. He, he was preaching on himself, on cousins. And, and then it kept going. We got to talk to Boogie, who uh, I wouldn't call Boogie a vibes merchant, but he's always a good quote. Um, he said... Uh, he's been grateful for this experience. Oh, I'm sorry. I asked him a few weeks ago, guys, about the difficulty of buying in on a 10 day. And mm -hmm. he sort of admitted it was, especially after the way he got kind of spurned in Milwaukee. So I, I followed up. I said, I'm curious, you're on the full-time deal. You get this start. You're playing so well. Does it feel a little bit more like you're a Denver nugget? Like you've got two feet in Denver. And he said, I've said many times before, I've been grateful for this experience, but I've been burned so many times. Yeah. I don't ever expect anything different at this point. I just focus on what I can control, and that's on the court. Let's try to be a better man, a better father, and that's where his attention is. That's where his effort is. That was um, a good question, Vote. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, he was also asked about his you know, confidence and doubt after everything he'd been through. It's just my favorite quote of the night. Me, cousin said, I've always <laughs> believed in myself. It was everybody else. Uh, and uh, here, here is the vibey quote, though, to throw a bone for the Nuggets fans. He said that this was a really rewarding experience tonight, but even more so with a coach, with teammates, with an organization that believe in him. That's all I've been searching for on this journey, he said. Nice. Love it, man. What do you think of uh, DeMarcus's night? I mean, he was awesome, right? Yeah. Like, he was awesome. And it's... There was a lot of talk from both Malone and him about the buy-in and what it took to sort of get to this point. Obviously, it helps they're playing the Houston Rockets. But look, that was to put up what he did in those few minutes. It doesn't matter if you're playing a YMCA team. That's impressive. And he just talked about the commitment and the buy-in. Um, he had to get back in shape. He had an injury coming out of Milwaukee. He hurt himself when he got to Denver. And then he admitted that acclimating to the altitude was even really difficult. So he said it took a bit, but he's committed to this. Um, going back to Malone for a second, Malone also said that Cousins has lost about eight to ten pounds since he's been here, oh. uh, and that that buy-in is a big part of what you know everyone is really respecting out of him right now in that locker room. And then Cousins also said, guys, about the team, man, we've got a lot of talent. 
and we're still missing two stars. We have a chance, but we've got to grow and develop these winning habits. This isn't a simulation. It's not just the talent, but we do have everything we need. So he said it's all about building the winning habits right now and holding each other accountable, which is something he's taken upon himself and he believes is a key ingredient in going far and winning a change. Yeah, that's, gotcha. that's the quote right there. This is not a simulation. <laughs> Love it, man. Well, thanks, Vote. Appreciate it, man. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for grinding. And I, I, you know what? That went from a weird game to like a really fun one really fast. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care, man. Hope we see you soon. <laughs> um, before we get out of here, I want to remind you guys that we are taking over Ball Arena. DNVR is taking over Ball Arena, our second ever takeover, March 26th against the Thunder. Uh, buy some tickets, a round-trip bus ticket, plus great seats for the Nuggets game, March 26th. It's an awesome time. We did one earlier in the season. This one's going to be a banger. Banger. Michael Porter Jr. might be back for it. Banger. Uh, go to dnvrlocker.com. Get that ticket right there. It's going to be an awesome time. Hang out with us. Go take the bus from the bar to the Nuggets game. Watch the Nuggets beat the Thunder. Take the bus back. What a night. Can't imagine a better night than that. Also, go read my article on Will Barton on thednvr.com. Um, you got anything else before we get out of here, man? Help I mean, tonight. I just want to. I want to thank uh, Superstar Kale for uh, for the show. Yeah. Um, always, and I mean always, read Harrison Wind. And thank you, Derek, for uh, stopping by today. Thank you, Derek. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next time. <laughs> Talk to you then. <laughs>